episode is sponsored by Mogo. This is Vanessa. And Vanessa. And this is Shit on the Table. We are a grooming podcast for groomers by groomers. We talk about the everyday life of grooming, hot topics, and tell your stories. Are you looking for ways to reduce no-shows? Have a hard time scheduling recurring clients? Switch to Mogo today. Mogo is an all-in-one software with smart scheduling for both mobile and salon. Some of my favorite features include auto reminders, online booking, and integrated payments with cards on file. You can use Mogo on your mobile device or desktop. Sign up with code SOTT to save 50% off the first month when you upgrade to the premium plan. Visit mogo.pet. All right, so updates. Um, let's update you on my shampoo that I've been using. Yeah. I don't think I've been using it long enough because I only work one day a week, but... Um, you get really excited for new products very I quickly. I do. And, and so there's a lot of cynicism behind mine, <laughs> you know, like when I think about those things. Yeah. And I don't know, honestly, with this one... Excuse me. I was up a lot last night. Um, I don't know how I feel about this shampoo, to be honest. Um... I only got the small bottles because I didn't want to invest. It's a very expensive product. This is Best in Show, right? No, this is K9. Competition. K9 Competition, yeah. And I got the Keratin uh, line. And I got the their Aloe line. Yeah. And so the Keratin was marketed as their de-shedding. And kind of for like double-coated dogs. Which makes sense because... If it's filling the follicles with protein, yeah, the follicles get heavy and fall off easier. Yeah, and but then again, like, is the protein small enough to penetrate? Penetrate. The yeah. yeah, I don't know. I honestly didn't see if it was hydrolyzed or not. I think they do use hydrolyzed proteins, um, but when I'm washing them, it comes off really easily. It rinses really clean. Uh, the conditioner I always let sit for like a couple seconds, mm-hmm. um, and it rinses off really nicely. It's not doesn't make the coat heavy, and to me, I think that's what's weird about it because it does give that very show, like in the ring fluffiness that you see, of um, like double coated dogs, and so I'm not used to that look. I'm used to I think more of a slicked look. And this is, like, very fluffy. And it doesn't feel like I did a de-shed, but, like, my trailer's covered in hair. Yeah. So it just gives, like, a very different look than what I'm used to. Well, I mean, we're also not grooming show dogs. We're grooming house dogs. So, like, look and feel are very important. They're soft. They're soft. They don't feel... It doesn't feel very silicone-y. There's no, like, uh-huh. way down, but, like, my brush and combs go through the double coats very nicely. Like, um, one specifically, usually on her back, um, uh, what is that area called? Like, where her hind legs are. Haunches? No, it's higher up on her hips. Um, but anyways, so. The thigh meat. Yeah, the thigh. I don't area. know. I'm really bad with anatomy. Usually, 
um, I get like some resistance in the comb because mm-hmm. like for some reason that area is just really hard for that hair to come out. I think on her, uh-huh. my comb went through fairly easily, and so I think it's doing a good job on getting the hair out without me realizing that a lot of the hair is coming out, and then it just gives like this beautiful finish. But it just like seems I don't know why it makes me feel weird. But it makes me feel weird using this product. Even though it's doing everything, the dog looks beautiful afterwards. There's no heavy finish. And I think that's what's weird about it, is that it's a very light finish. I like lighter finishes, personally. Um, But how often are you going to see these dogs? Once a month. Once a month. So Mm -hmm. I guess you'll know when you see them. Yeah. Because that's like my biggest thing, is if they still feel... After so many weeks. Good. Good. Like, you can feel the separation between the dirt and the clean hair. Yeah. Like, whereas, like, you have some things that are a little bit lingering, so after so many weeks, they feel not just dirty, but they feel greasy. Yeah. You can feel the buildup on top of the dirt. And I want to say the dog's dry. I don't believe in, like, products that really help with like drying i just i do but i I, don't think the ones that actually help in drying are very good for the coat or skin yeah i just i'm like what are you putting in it that it dries so quickly alcohol exactly and so there's always like a i don't know i think it does something it takes away from the coat and i honestly i never really saw a difference with those products um but i have to say this one, it is also coming up on summer, but when I was working, it wasn't um, that hot here in Vegas. And when it is in the summer here, my dogs do typically dry fairly quickly. Yeah, it's dry. It's dry. There's no moisture. There's no moisture in Vegas. Um, but there was like moisture at the time. And I have to say, my dogs did dry a little bit quicker than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And I will admit, when it comes to Pomeranian ears or just, like, double-coated ears, um, they never really dried right for me. And this one, it seems like the ears are drying really nicely. It's because it's, it's like, we forget. I don't want to say we forget, but, like, there is sometimes, like, extra tufts of hair on the ears that we forget about. And that such a sensitive area, you can't really, like, just card it all you have to like card it very delicately to get that extra fluff out so if the shampoo and conditioner are working and so you don't have to like extra brush the ears you're getting that double coat out already in the bath it's going to dry faster yeah and because i use a blow dryer uh like a human blow dryer on the faces only Mm -hmm. and so i don't know like my pomeranian's ears like fluffed out really nicely and it gives that okay so when you're watching like the professional groomers groom and you're seeing it's giving like that full light look and everything kind of um looks photoshopped i was always skeptical like how do you get that look because i'm using the products that these people recommend but they're always adding on extra products that they i guarantee that they're not telling us about gatekeeping but this product really like gave me that fluffy full look but the coat is still very light and i used the aloe on um all my like poodles that i do um i have like two bichons they don't get like a bichon cut these two they get like very short like a number five 
and a cute round head. And when I was fluffing them out um, with the blow dryer, because I still fluff them out, um, they were getting that very straight, very fluffy look that you want for hand scissoring. And I was just like, oh shit, like this looks good. Mm -hmm. And so it like made my scissoring so much easier and brushing was so much easier. It's, I'm still like in the, this is a weird product cause I'm, I'm used to just like a little bit more resistance and there's not a lot of resistance when, after using these products. And I don't use a lot of sprays afterwards. Yeah. Um, I like to be very minimal with the stuff that I'm using in the coat. I know products are there for a reason, but, but we there's do, also a time and place. Yeah, we do work on pet dogs. Like they don't need a whole bunch of product because then that does transfer at home and it just gunks them up faster. And mm -hmm. so I use like a very minimal. If I don't have to use a product like a spray product, I won't use it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of here for this product, but then I'm kind of not. So we'll see how their coats look this upcoming month. Yeah. And see, like, what everything looked like on their coat. How they still look fluffy and... I think skepticism... I I think that's the right way to go. Because you get so excited so quickly. And then sometimes you're just like, I'm over it. Oh, I get over products so quickly. Yeah. So, like, I've used a lot of products throughout my... Uh, and it's not saying businesses. those products are bad. It's just that, like... You you want to try? It's I have not found. I my get holy, bored. I don't get bored, but like I still haven't found my holy grail product yeah. online, and I think that's where I'm at right now. If you look at like my what I have in the salon, there's things that I like, there's things that I love, and there's things I'm always going to keep on board, and it's yeah. really like one of of each out of our lines and I can really say how much I hate a certain product in a particular line yeah and how much I love another product in another line and yeah I'm just looking for that like above and beyond product that I don't know if it exists I don't think so because I well, don't think I kind of think canine connection might be closest to what I want because I've never had a product give me that desired look that I was looking for. With the least amount of effort. With the least amount of effort. Mm -hmm. And this product is giving. And so I think that's what makes me skeptical. Because I'm like, am I really seeing what I'm seeing? Or am I projecting what I want to see? But. Very true. Our minds are tricky. You're very. You know. Yeah. And like, I think the product is giving me what I want. But I'm like, is it really? And I, so. I love seeing the growth in you though. <laughs> Well, because I think, I think all the babies other, changed, right? You. <laughs> no, babies definitely did change me, like immediately. But um, I don't know. I think I like this product. Mm -hmm. I want to like it, but then I'm like, can I afford this product? <laughs> well, you you might have to start thinking about that. Like, can you afford it? Is it worth it? If that if if you're within the price range you need to be. And you're also not grooming every single day. No. Anymore. So you might be able to stretch it. I need to try and froth it. I keep forgetting to bring my um, little machine inside my mm -hmm. trailer to froth. Um, so I've just been putting the shampoo straight on. So, because it's not, you don't have to dilute this product. Yeah. 
It's so, ready to use. Yeah, exactly. I like ready to use products. I do too. Um, they're not cost effective, but if you use them the right way, they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, last Monday, I interviewed my replacement. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I'm officially not working. Well, I mean, in you're mo- still hired. I'm you still just- hired, but like Monday, I'm going to clean out my 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 stuff and Ugh. set it up for her. And she seems very excited, and I'm really excited for her. I think this will be a good environment for her. But I worry about something because she's extremely excited. She wants to learn things, and she has such a perfect attitude for the environment that she's coming into Mm -hmm. but if I am not on it in some capacity I feel like she is going to be thrown to the wolves with no instruction oh because of your boss because yeah because she just wants to make up revenue well I don't think I think if she wanted to make up revenue she would have hired a lot sooner Mm -hmm. and we've been talking to this girl on and off for about six months because she's wanted to work at our salon for a while because she wants to learn. Yeah. And she wants those opportunities to learn. Yeah, but and now she's just there by herself. Who's she going to learn from? Very true. Jen does um, provide education. You have to do it on your own time. Yeah, but I'm assuming she wanted a mentor groomer relationship that's exactly and now she's what, just the groomer that's kind of what yeah so that's kind of what i feel so like i'll try to set it up as best as i can for her um but like i'm not gonna do anything unless i'm getting paid to do it of course you know what i mean and really you should be at home well no <laughs> i i did groom a dog and it was hard on me and um she picked up that she helped me out immensely and these dogs are really really good so anytime they need to be picked up she picks them up mm-hmm. they move when i need them to move um they don't fight me they're the, the dogs that just jump on the table when i yeah. ask them to so it was kind of like a perfect scenario and i just was itching itching to groom and i wanted to show her the signature doodle look that we do at my salon yeah. and just kind of explain to her the haircut and she did it she did a really good job and um the pet parents were super super happy that's cool. um she did uh the bernadoodle puppy was much bigger than the pictures were sent to us oh they probably five months because they're they're two mini aussie doodles so they're medium-sized dogs mm-hmm. one's a little fatter than the other but they're medium-sized dogs are about the size of your dog cookie just oh okay fluffy and yeah. one's fat so like picture you know sausage cookie and regular cookie with a lot of hair okay that's the size of the mini doodles right so they're like um, so i'm five five and she comes under my kneecap yeah they're yeah. just medium-sized small medium small to medium dogs um they're super sweet super good and they're like the perfect ambassador like if you're gonna do an interview because we get a lot of doodles yeah and they're just good doodles so they bring in this puppy and i made sure that jen reached out to the my boss reached out to the inter the interviewee and like hey is this okay to take on another dog because this is a full schedule of if you think about it it's a full schedule like you're yeah, gonna get an paid. hour and a half two hours each yep Yep. So it was an hour and a half for the two minis, and it ended up being two hours for the Bernadoodle puppy because she's five months and she is tall. She is she is as tall as a standard poodle right now at five months. Holy shit! And her coat is all puppy coat, so it's awful. It's cottony, 
And so I was like, okay. And they want her on the fluffier side. And they do a very good job at keeping up with her. She had no mats. She's a very sweet dog. So, you know, I told the, the girl I was interviewing, okay, so do the haircut. Be very light on the legs. Don't really touch the legs. Because it's this cottony that if you cut into it, you will see every mark oh, that yeah. you make. So it's honestly better just to let it fall naturally. Anything that sticks out, take just that off. It up. And she had her paws shaved at one point, so the paws are growing in. Weird. Yeah, so her paws were already ugly. So I was like, just leave her paws alone and just take out, like, shape them up from the bottom. Yeah. Don't touch the top. And, you know, it's kind of hard when you're, like, hearing those things, like, don't touch certain things. Because as a groomer, you want to touch it all to make sure everything is perfect and I'm like you're not going to get anything perfect so this is now a difficult you have to let it walk like grow in yeah there's nothing you can do we took off the top we evened out the dog we balanced the dog and that is the most important thing because when you're looking at the dog it looks balanced it looks full it looks fluffy it's not going to look perfect because it is a doodle and they have a naturally curly coat it's also a puppy it has this very ugly cottony coat right now mm-hmm. so she was like still scissoring i'm like girl you need to stop because you're going to take off more and you can't replace it she's like yeah 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 so she's she just was super excited about it i'm really excited for her i think she'll do great um she went from like a corporate environment to uh, she you know she she wanted to learn she wanted to grow she wants to advance herself and she sees she sees her grooming go in a direction that you need to be in a private environment mm-hmm. you know cuz she eventually like most groomers want to, wants to open up and do their own thing Totally agree, totally understand, but, like, she wants to be at a certain level before she does that. Yeah. And so she, like, knew she had to get out and go private. She goes private. She hits, she gets to a private salon that has been around forever, and uh, here in Vegas, it's been around for a long time. It's right around the corner from my house. It's been around forever. They do a lot of dogs, and they do them for almost nothing, like $45 each. It's all staff dogs. It's all shave downs and like one way or the highway, kennel dried. It's very, very like... Chop shop. Chop shop. And I don't think that's where she wanted to go. And it's not like where where she was at. I think that's just... Yeah. She thought she could, you know, it's an old old salon. It's been there forever. And the neighborhood that they're in, to be honest, is... This is a very... It's a low-income area. That's where I live is a low income area. It it's and so but she, they're it, probably doing shave downs because people can't afford to come in all the time. For sure. And I understand that, but there's also a lot of rich retirees that just didn't move in this neighborhood as oh, yes, well. Oh, yes, 100%. And they can afford it. So, it's a weird mixture of area. But it is a weird mixture of she area. She could get away with charging more for a, maybe a different haircut. Yeah. So, like if they wanted something fancier, they shouldn't it shouldn't be a one all be all. You yeah, know what I no, mean? No, no, for sure. Exactly. And so, you know, maybe but there still needs to be an increase in price. Oh. You know? Even in this area, she could still charge at least on the low end of price hikes. It's like 55 Yeah. They could at least go up $10. I don't think that would be such an issue here. Mm-mm. Um, and then if they want a specialty haircut, definitely it should be way more. But if they're, like, I could definitely see a tier of pricing 
working in this area. Yeah. If they sound white on the phone, automatically $20 increase. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well, and it's just because, to be honest, if you do see someone white in this area, they most likely have money. But then if... No, 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 because I lived in this area. But, but there they're is... Cheap. They're fucking cheap and they're assholes about matter. it. that doesn't matter. No, I know. I mean, you got to weasel them out. Exactly. For sure. Like, because they're old, they're retirees. They never wanted to move anywhere mm-hmm. else in Vegas. Their house is set up. They're good yep. to go. Yeah. These houses on this east side, though, are fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's a very funky area. Um, because this is where... They have the worst schools on this area, though. Oh. Like, the worst... It's in pretty, the country. It's pretty rough over here. But this area that we used to live, that I live in, um, it used to be the main suburban area of old Vegas. So our house was built in 67. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of almost the prime of Vegas when it came to like people coming here. And literally, it's so I do love this area because you get to experience like different na- like neighborhoods over here. And a couple streets down, um, it's a historical neighborhood, and it's just open, and the houses are so cool. Um, And then my neighborhood, we do have cool houses over here, but people don't really take care of their homes, which is fine, but if you have a house that's taken care of, they're really cool, just like... They're not like the typical Vegas houses that you see now in the newer. They're not just plaster. They're like mid-century modern homes Mm -hmm. with a little bit of plaster. And character. Yeah. Like just there's several neighborhoods surrounding my houses that you could tell these houses are very abstract. And if you went into the house, it would probably be even more abstract. And if you kept the vintage look in in your house, I'm sure it's just like... throws you back into the 70s or 80s yeah because you guys have to keep in mind vegas had so much money between the 80s and early 90s there was mob so much money well there was a lot of money with the mob but like even when they were transitioning from mob to more corporate there was still so much money flowing in because the 80s and 90s were so excessive when it came to like like people were just wanted to be excessive. Yeah, it wasn't the even if the champagne and the cocaine was flowing. Exactly. So the houses here are built like mini, like mini mansions, mini mansions, and like I don't want to say they're built like mansions, but like if you think of a mansion, how how there's like each rooms are separated and they're they flow a different way. That's how the houses were built. Yeah, mini mansions. So you have a living room. A dining room, a separate playroom, living room. Like, yeah. you have two living rooms, and then you have, like, lofts. Why have a loft? Like, lofts make no sense. Yeah. I mean, they, they're cool, but, like, they really are not purposeful. And then, so, like, these houses have, like, two living rooms. You don't need two living well, rooms. So, in my house, we literally have where the fireplace is when you first walk in is the and that would be considered back in the day the entertainment area. Yeah. And then you walk up these like a step that is the dining room mm-hmm. and then it's the kitchen and then it's the main living quarters so it's like your living room and then the hallway and then the bathroom is off of the kit like it's 
its own area. And this is it's all accessible. There's like the way she's making it sound is like a fucking mansion, right? Yeah, it just flows. It all flows in a circle. My house, my downstairs is like a circle. But it's all it's all very small. Like this is a two thousand square foot home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're fitting like man- a lot a mansion <laughs> in a two thousand square foot home. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about like the the houses, the way they were built. It's different. It's weird. And it was like they wanted to be excessive, but like you still were a working class citizen. Mm-hmm. So it's a very old school suburban because that's you were it was a starter home mm-hmm. for families and you know, they wanted to be as fancy as possible. Yeah. I would have loved to see this home in its prime. Like, with all original appliances, all original everything. I would love to see how this house would have looked back then. Yeah. It probably looked really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I definitely hate, like, I think open concepts are the easiest for me. Vo- oh, I like, love open concepts. Just because my ADHD brain. So, like, mm-hmm. if it's... You can see everything. If I can see everything, it's, it's easier. Calming. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about... Not like this podcast is about my house, but really quick before we change the subject. We've talked about um, tearing down that wall. We just have to make sure it's not load-bearing. This wall is load-bearing. Because um, if we take this wall down that is that disconnects the kitchen and the dining room mm-hmm. and we take it down, it would be completely open concept. And it would have more of an a flow instead of a, such a disconnected flow because yeah. there's still a flow in this house because there's a doorway here to the kitchen from the dining room mm-hmm. and I see why they did it because I think they wanted to have a little bit more privacy for the dining room and not so off the kitchen mm-hmm. and well a lot of these times they had like like counters right here oh yeah 100% and that possibly could have been the case but you get modernizers and Mm -hmm. they just close all like they want houses to have no character and like i my great grandmother she had um one of those and like they were it was cool like it was totally kitschy like just the little um off the kitchen yeah service uh counter yeah service counter yeah like it was hella cool um but we're actually thinking about just doing it ourselves and taking because it's just an easy it's demoing and then refinishing certain areas mm-hmm. and even if you can't take the whole wall it doesn't mean you can't shorten the wall yeah either we'll take it completely or bring it to the countertop mm-hmm. and that would still even open it up even more and mm-hmm. have more of a flow but anyways this podcast is not about home improvement yes so <laughs> anyway yeah so that's what our updates have been um i'm going to clean up my stuff on monday Take all my stuff and, like, clean it out for her. And, uh, yeah. So, was I, there, like, a super fun fact about this person? Oh, she <laughs> listens to us. She asked if I was Vanessa from uh, Salon Vanessa, and I said, yeah. She, and she told me that she listened. So, if you're listening, Jordan, hey, shout out to you, girl. <laughs> I wish you the best. You got my number, so you can text me whenever. Um, and the first thing I said is, like, yeah, me and my husband didn't have sex in this room. <laughs> it wasn't this one. But, yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so now she has, she knows me awkwardly and personally, and I feel so bad for her. (laughs) Yeah, I hope, because your boss is kind of hot and cold, like, she does do some cool things, but I have a, 
I don't know. There's just something in my gut because I know you said that she's not necessarily itching for money, but that can all change once somebody's in. And so now that someone's in, she might just be like, now we need to make as much money as we can. I I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily that. I think how do I say? I think she I, there isn't there isn't a balance of her wanting money and her okay so we'll go into the she will she, she my the owner and operator of my salon if you think we're gonna get into something else and it's gonna you're gonna understand a little bit more when we talk about our next subject but it's she is a build it they will come kind of personality she's a very capitalist person yeah but she wants to make sure that there's a balance so like she increased the wages for the people that work there and she made it all known that the price increase is going to go 100% too so she does a lot of progressive things so so she wants to be on that end of progression as far as like um, having a more substantial business because she yeah. has a huge high turnover rate and I do think it's her fault. 100% the high turnover rate is her fault. Well, yeah, because she does all these cool progressive things but then she yeah. also does some stupid shit. And it's, it's, again, you build it, they will come situation but it's like, no, you need to have insight and information and knowledge about what you're doing. And I think there is this odd expectation to be on the person that's working for you to have that insight and for them to just do it yeah you know what I mean so like it gets to a point where sometimes like even though she's not there it's not her day to be there she's still the owner she'll tell the managers to take care of it yeah you know what I mean and that doesn't it bothers me in a sense where it's like if they're already coming to you because there's an issue, it's probably something that you should take care of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, they're having a hard time because they already came to you for it. If it was something easier, they would just handle it right then and there. Yeah. Or if they had the knowledge for it, they would handle it right then and there. But if they don't know and they're coming to you and you're saying handle it, that kind of that kind of flusters me a little bit. And she does that with grooming. Um, I just know how to handle it. Yeah. And I know so, how to take care of it. But this poor replacement I don't, I don't might not. Exactly. Because I know when I came off straight from a corporate, I let a lot of shit slide because you don't know because private and corporate are kind of two different exactly. worlds. And so I don't, hopefully she doesn't get taken advantage of. Like you have a very strong personality. You already ran a business. So and this have, situation, yeah. and there were some situations where I definitely, my personal opinion, you were taking being taken advantage of, but you were okay with it because you needed the money. And so, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Poor Jordan might not notice, and she might get taken advantage of, and you know, here we are. Exactly. I think, and that's the situation which we're gonna talk about, like. And more in depth, but that's that's my biggest thing is that like I can come back whenever I can come back. It, my position's already open. I'm still technically hired, and nothing's fired, set in yeah. stone, anything. So it's, I can come back when I need to come back. Yeah, but you have to be prepared that you might be coming back to a different environment. I don't think so at all. Mm-hmm. I 100 percent don't think so at all. And the reason why is is that I don't want to do it. Like even if I come back. It's not going to be in the same capacity as it was before, only because it's not going to happen. And if I do come back, um, I'm going to ask for a price increase for my personal services 
because if there is people coming just specifically for me, um, I'm going to want a price hike. Then yeah. she can do an overall one for both of us so that we both benefit. But I'm going to be like one of those like. Well, you should get a pay raise. Oh, yeah. One, I'm, I'm going to get a pay raise if I come back because it's like. Yeah. You got you to gotta keep that spot, you know. So anyway. Um, I, I just think. I'm, I'm honestly. And if I don't come back ever, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I'm not. I know. But I just feel bad for her because I think your boss definitely toes the line of taking advantage and being progressive. No. Yeah. 100%. And so I just hope. She, it, it's like it's like three personalities. She's like a capitalist marketing. Like she's been in the corporate field. Like so she toes that corporate line. And then she wants to be like the progressive business person who takes care of everyone she toes that line and then she toes that whole like there's she she also is like has this weird cult following too so like she toes that cult leader line too yeah you know because it's already been proven that she will take advantage because she put your poor you know other person that you were trying to help train through the ringer she was doing three different jobs so i think if she has the right personality to take advantage of she does but if she she did not with yeah. you because you don't have that personality yeah and so exactly i would just keep and your eyes open eyes open and when they say money is not an issue that means they're you're still going to do a lot of work regardless of what you're getting paid yeah so if she's like oh, i'll just pay you more you that's can still, still say no. That's still more work you have to be okay You're still with. being That's still being considered, uh, like, taking con- um, advantage of. Just because they're throwing more money at you doesn't mean you're not being taken advantage of. But, yeah, so, like, you do. Like, people will offer you more to do more work, but you... Which is great, and that's how it should be, but at the same time, it does open up that whole, well, this is going to be a standard. Like, I will just pay you more, and you will do more, but then you start running yourself a little bit thin. Exactly. So You you have to realize, is the money worth it? Because if it's not worth it... Just say no, or just make it very clear, like... Temporary. Temporary, yes, maybe this one time, or... I think I need a little extra help. And that I have a problem with expressing my emotions in that moment. And afterwards, I have no emotion behind my issue. So, like, if I have an issue and I'm telling you I have an issue, you're not going to understand the issue because there's no aggression behind it. There's no upset about it. There's, like, no emotion behind it. So, like, you might not actually believe me when I say, this is kind of a problem you know, how do we fix it? Because I'm not upset about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, like, I lose that emotion and that aggression. Yeah. Whereas if I come to you with, a, like, a sincere problem and I am physically, you can see I'm upset, you're going to be more inclined to, like, fix solve it. the problem yourself or do yeah. it quicker. Whereas I'm like, I just don't know how to handle this. You're not going to believe me, are you? Know. Like, uh, they, you might look at another person and be like, you're kind of just being lazy right now. You can definitely handle I it. I would not think that. Because, well, because you know me. Well, no. I just understand just with a ton of therapy. And, like, I have to deal with this with my family. And, like, I can't come to them in a irrational state. Yeah. I have to calm down. I, and it's just coming to someone with maturity. That's all it is. I I, want, I I believe that. I feel like you should talk to a person like a person. Like you shouldn't have them, to. Especially in a business setting. Exactly. 
So to me, family's different, but yeah. Well, to me, like if someone was coming at me irrationally, or like either way, if someone's coming at me with tears in their eyes or no tears in their eyes, but they're still expressing the same thing, I would still take either or seriously. Because one, either they're just an emotional person and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Or they're coming to me and having a mature conversation. There's nothing wrong with that either. I don't think either or. But, yeah. So, just keep your eyes out. So. So. There was, like, tons of drama on Facebook. Oh. And I am never on Facebook. And so, when there's drama on Facebook, Vanessa's, like, sending me shots, screenshots. She's, like, you need to look at this. She's tagging me in things. That's the only time I ever look on Facebook (laughs) is if I'm tagged in something. So, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not on Facebook. So yeah. then she's, like, tagging me because she's a Facebook fiend. With these. I'm not a Facebook fiend. Okay, I'm a Facebook fiend when it comes to groups. Like, I hardly post on my personal, my personal stuff. Oh, yeah, no. I'm always in groups. And that's the only, one of the only reasons why I stay is because I love groups and we have business pages. Well, the, and then it's the only place that has groups unless you want to be on, like, Reddit and, like, sift and through I Reddit. I don't know how to use Reddit. Reddit is a little hard for my brain. Yes. That's all it is. so hard. It's probably the easiest thing to navigate for you normies out there, but, like... I never got on the Reddit train when I, it first came out. When, I, when it first came out, I got on the Reddit train. I have a Reddit. I have no idea what it is or what the login is or anything, but I, the first time... I opened up Reddit. It was my ADHD brain said I no thank you. I looked at it on my phone. I was like, nope. I looked at it on the desktop. I was like, ugh. It's, Same thing with Discord. Discord upsets me as well. Yeah, they're not it doesn't remind me of like old school AOL AIM. It needs to be set up like AOL AIM or MySpace. Yeah, like those um chats and stuff. Yeah. It was just And then Facebook started going more towards like MySpace, and that's when it got easier for me to be on Facebook because I yeah. had three Facebooks before I ever. What the fuck? My best friend get, made me a Facebook. Brittany made me a Facebook because oh. she was on Facebook in college. Yeah, this is in this is in two thousand and eight, guys. Two thousand eight, she made me a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Never went on it. So yeah. then she made her dog a Facebook in like two thousand and ten, two thousand and eleven. Oh, that so phrase was horrible. She made me a face. I got rid of Facebook. Got back on Facebook, and then she made my dog a Facebook. That craze was too much. I just was like, I can't be friends with dogs. Like, this is fucking weird. It always weirds me out when people create things for their dogs, and they talk as if they are the dog. First of all, that's (laughs) communications. She has a master's degree in communications (laughs) and marketing. Okay, so, like, this is her jam right so this is what she does professionally and so she was just like all about it yeah and but britney's also that type of personality too where she talks for the dog oh yeah 100%. <laughs> it weirds me out he still has a facebook even though he's dead uh, <laughs> my dog does not have a facebook and then i got back on facebook when i had uh my daughter's story yeah just because my grandparents started getting on facebook yeah. And that's the only reason why I still have Facebook. I Once I signed up for Facebook, I only had one Facebook. And I signed up, I think, in like 2010, 2011. Well, the funny thing about Facebook is is that you can sign up, delete your profile. Unless you change your name, it's still there. You oh, yeah. never it's, delete your profile. It's always there. And I thought that was the same for MySpace, and I can't find my MySpace. Yeah. They and, said, oh, it's always on MySpace. If you've never deleted your MySpace, and I think I did delete my MySpace... I did not, but I don't have that email that I used is no longer active. 
I deleted my email, bluejuice98 at hotmail.com. The fuck is wrong with you? I, I was in middle shit. school. Like, I had to create an email, like, right off the bat. And, like, blue I was... Blue juice. So, I my favorite color was blue at the time. I was drinking juice, and I had a 98-degree CD on my desk. So... Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. Tons of Facebook drama. Uh, uh, excuse me. Um, it was great. <laughs> so sorry. Inappropriate. Um, just had a slice of pizza. Anyways, the Facebook drama was great. So there's two. Okay. So two different groups. One of them you're not in. So I wasn't able to tag you because it's a mobile group. And then the other one, I'm pretty positive I was able to tag you and you could see it. Yeah, I still didn't know what was going on, but then I kind of got the gist and then you explained it all to me. Yeah. So let's talk about the mobile one that you were yeah. talking about. Um, so it just, it's not even like that huge, but I always just love when people, I just love drama, any type of tea, because I don't have tea in my life. Pers- well, take that back, I do have tea in my life these days. Um, but, you know... It's just the same old tea that's been brewing for a while. Yeah. But anyways. New drama is interesting. Fun drama. Yeah. So anyways, this gentleman, I kind of felt bad for him a little bit, so I kind of eased up. Um, But then I kind of didn't feel bad for him because, like, yeah, you're not in this industry. So this gentleman um, purchased a shuttle bus, and I'm pretty sure he bought it from... Uh, the major wagon tails. I'm pretty sure he bought it from them. And those shuttle buses run a pretty fucking penny. I think like over a hundred grand for the shuttle bus. And so he's in major debt just off of the you know the bus the unit itself. That doesn't include all the other background shit. He did have because I did do some snooping. On his personal page. Mm-hmm. And he did have a groomer that was... I I don't know if they were partners or if he just hired her and they were just working to cohesively. And so she was kind of teaching him how to be a bather. So he was kind of in it a little bit. He's not in the industry. He was just a dude that opened up a company. Okay. Yeah. So this is not something that like he was doing prior has he just up and bought something. And, like, that is what pisses me off. Pisses me off, too. Is that we are an industry, and, like, please don't take this offensively that if you were self-taught and, you know, you are where you are now. I do think things do need to change. I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with that. And if you were able to find passion, but that is you. There are some people that still don't find passion in this after trying to be self-taught and they're just doing it because the money is good. So there are two sides to every coin. And so... But if you think there is two sides to that coin that you're talking about, but then there's also like there's people who have this entrepreneur mentality and capitalist mentality that they're like, well... I need to get into a business that is lucrative, mm-hmm. even if I have no idea what it's about. So they're like, they just like the oh, idea. Yeah. That's what he was at. Was, yeah. Didn't know anything about it until he met this groomer. 
And so, you know, she's got 16 years of experience, blah, 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 and they're working together. Well, all of a sudden, she can no longer work for him because of family issues. And so she had to up and move out of the state. Which happens. So now you just have this gentleman who has a van, who has major debt, and posted in the group asking, how do I, essentially, how do I become a groomer, like, fast, fast, yeah. and everyone's like, you can't, like, <laughs> go to PetSmart, go either corporate, if you need to learn that fast, or go to a school, but there's, yeah. all these places, all they're going to do, the school, PetSmart, you Petco, have to be able to have the time to study, they're all it. basics, they don't teach you if, you know, all of the things that you need to know, it's all just basic shave downs, you know, you're doing the basic Safety. bare minimum, mm-hmm. and then, after you get out, that's when you start your mentorship. And that's when you can start do, learning a little bit more than what the basic training is. And so everyone's like, there is no overnight. Yes, you can watch these videos. Yes, you can do this. But you're not going to be where your customers need you to be to run a successful business yeah. with a brand new fucking van that you just got. And so it's just... It's just very frustrating that people are still doing this. And it's because I don't see... To me, that just shows a lack of respect for our industry. And because people don't take our industry seriously. I'm for regulations. I'm for having some sort of system. And I think it's us who should put them in place. And there are people who have created associations for their their state, who have... I don't think there's any unions. There needs to be. There definitely are associations that are putting, not necessarily regulations, but guidelines that you can follow by if you buy into these associations. But I think what we need to be doing is Start creating doing these else. associations so that we can present this to the state mm-hmm. and having a state regulation that was put in place... By the groomers themselves. Exactly, because regulations are going to come and go, and they're going to be made by lawmakers who are not groomers. Exactly. You have to be able to talk with the lawmakers. And you can't do it individually. It doesn't doesn't work that way. Because at least it will put a stop to people randomly getting a van, randomly opening up a salon. Because if we put these regulations in place, it would make it harder for people because they would need to be able to pass safety things they would need like however we would like to do it and could get passed we would need to put stops in place that you'd have to have just like the hairstylist industry or esthetician you have to go to school first or even food handling Mm -hmm. you have to know how to not give your customer salmonella exactly so it's not like we have to be the creeping oversight overlords overlords but let's face it, guys, like this this particular, it's the same thing. They You build it, they will come like just because like I know money flows through that place. Yeah. I'm going to do the same thing that person does with no background or knowledge. Mm-hmm. Just because I know how to buy, I have the privilege to buy a van. Yeah. I have um, good intentions with money and I've had success with money doesn't mean you're going to have a successful business because successful businesses are built on community. It's also built on 
your efforts as well. So a lot of those successful groomers are successful because they just continue. You could be self-taught and keep continuing your education. This person got a business before he knew anything about yeah. the business. Yeah, exactly. And so now he's trying to self-teach very rapidly. And it's just, it's just such a shame, you know, that this is continually continuously happening and i get questions from people who aren't you know groomers oh how much did your van cost like do you think this is something that i should get into and i always tell them no you should not unless you're going to go this route and get your education first like you don't know what this business is and I've had a lady get snotty with me being like, well, we just, you know, of course we care about pets. And it's like, it's, it's I don't not, give a fuck if you care about pets. It's, it's not, not it like that. Caring about pets doesn't provide you safety for that pet. Yeah. It doesn't give you education for that, how to treat that pet, how to respect that pet, how to do a proper haircut on that pet. It, I don't care. Yeah, sure. I care about pets too, but you didn't see me picking up scissors or shears before I started, you know, grooming it in PetSmart. Like, no, that doesn't mean anything to me. It's ego. It is ego. And that ego it's Ego and sometimes a little bit privilege. It does. Mm-hmm. And so basically I told the guy, like, look, like, I did some snooping. Like, I feel for you, and I'm sure your intentions weren't to be in a business without a groomer. But here you are. And you have massive debt, and I know you need to pay shit off. So you can, I recommended Groom House. I recommended, I think, Blake's company. Um, Foxy Roxy? No, he has um, Groomer Source, which is an app for, like, videos and stuff. Yeah. Um, And then I was like, but you also need to do hands-on training. Like, that is imperative. Like, you can watch all the videos you want, but if you... Do not have hands-on training at some point. Like, you're not going to know how to properly do any of these things. Properly how to hold shears. Proper, like, you're just mimicking. You're not understanding what's happening in front of you. Exactly. And I've had a few people that come up and say, like, hey, you're a really good groomer. What if I bought this and you you, you yeah. run it? And I say... No, every single time. Because yeah. these are the situations that happen. Nothing is guaranteed. Life changes consistently. It's easier to walk away from your own than it is to walk away from somebody else's that you're, like, contractually attached to. Well, and they're just using you. And they're just using you. You know, it doesn't work that way. No. You know, like, if you were to start the business on your own and business became big and you need more people... That's one thing. If you're going into the business as partners, things need to be contract contractually oh, yeah. like very even. If you're going to be a nonprofit or a profit sharing company with your employees, that's something that you can do. But that is all something that can be managed and changed. If you just say, I'm going to go into this business because these businesses are doing really well and they're making money. I want to make the money that they're making, but I don't want to put in the effort from day one or, you know, and learn. If he, those vans still take a minute to make. He could have been doing his studying hands-on while his vans are being made. Yeah. 
He could have hired the groomer. He could have done, like, I think that right now I saw on another post that those vans are taking about a year yeah. to get back. The Hanvey vans are taking, like, it takes a, it, the Hanvey vans take a couple months to build and prep and all the other stuff. But, like, <clears throat> you can still put money into a van and you can still put education in yourself. Like, yeah. there's still time. Like, you can't that's the same thing like it then it becomes all about money afterwards because now you have to recoup all your losses Mm -hmm. you know yeah and it's just a shame and i also recommend like paying a groomer for their time to teach him like don't expect now to like do anything for free that's what i wanted to do right now like when my uh titty skin is a little bit when I don't need a nurse three times a week yeah, or two times a week. If I don't need a nurse two to three times a week, I really want to start traveling to other salons and take some of their classes. Because I know I have family in Indiana and there's a master groomer out there that does classes. I don't know if they do classes out of their salon, but I'd like to do hands-on training with some of these master groomers and I might have the ability to do that if I'm not working and like if it's in certain areas, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just, it's embarrassing and it's hard. And I kind of feel for him because it's kind of a sad sob story. But then you also, but then you put yourself in that position. And it's, I feel guilty for what I don't like when things, okay, how do I put this? I feel guilty for watching with curiosity when things implode yeah you know what i mean and that curiosity makes me feel guilty because i don't want to get pleasure or joy out of your demise but then again you're still kind of a problem in our industry and my personal happiness would be better if you weren't there yeah that is how i feel and i don't want to feel that way but that's just how the system is well and i told him i was like look like Everybody is harping, like, everybody was going after this dude. He, I don't think, thought that this post was going to go the way that it did. And he was just kind of, like, trying to backtrack. And it's like, no matter how much backpedaling... You're still a problem in our industry. You're still a problem. And I was like, look, I understand... Whether you want it to be or not. Yeah. (laughs) We are all passionate of our industry. And we are tired of people coming into our industry like you and causing problems we are tired of being on the news for dogs dying dogs being injured and it's because these people just come into our industry and they don't know what they're doing and injure dogs and it's like i truly hope that is not the case for you and you really want to you know be passionate in our industry but i hope that when that passion does come that you can see what our plight was yeah that shit maybe I should have done something differently and that you can turn that passion around and advocate for people to not do what you did yeah you know and be better because we are all tired of seeing people come into this industry and cause drama when majority of our industry is not like that you know injuries don't happen as often as probably the media makes it out but and it's, it's also not as dramatic. No. If you're trained. If you're trained. It's not as dramatic as... Yeah. Because injuries happen. Unfortunately, deaths do happen. But they're not 
for the reasons that people think they are. They think that we're beating these dogs. And no, a lot of time is because these dogs are neglected at home. They're not getting the proper, yeah. you know, routine done for their haircuts. And they have cardiac arrest. It's most likely not because they're being beaten, but you have people who well dogs because they are not if if you think about it like if you think about it how many people have heart attacks getting their hair done in a salon how many times is that going to be like i don't think i've ever heard of a person having a heart attack it happens i'm 100 believe that it has happened i don't know if people die like i mean my sister used to work at a hotel and she found a couple dead bodies just like sitting around so oh well that's that's, That's different. different. But what I'm saying is that you're—it's you, an industry that has safety certifications, has licensing, mm-hmm. and so it kind of takes away from like mm, they kind of understand what to do when something happens, and this would be a freak accident. So it's not really newsworthy. Yeah. Whereas people are weird about their pets. They know nothing about their fucking pets. They yeah. barely touch their pets, and you do an ugly-ass haircut on a dog one time. Oh, and it's all over social media. All over social media. And then you are now hated on. Yeah. You are now hated on. And that's... That's... Uh, and dogs die. I mean, like, yeah. you're working with animals. Like, these things happen, but it's not as dramatic as when it's in We're a just, safe handling Yes, we are know, an easier salon. target. How many dogs die at the vet? Oh, all the time. All the time. I mean, that's where dogs go to die. Yeah. But there's no news on no, it. because they're regulated. They're regulated. You're they're licensed. They have, a, they have education. Mm-hmm. They're smarter. And people recognize that they're smarter than us. Uh, and I, I don't like that statement because they're not smarter than us. Like, they're... Be, you're, okay, so like... You're I, making them sound out to be more... Um, you're you're going to trust a medical professional if they're giving you medical advice about your dog. Well, so, and people unfortunately trust um, regulations. They have it's they a do. safety net. Yeah, and so that's what makes us different between us and the veterinarians is yes. that they have a board, they have safety nets. Exactly. Our industry doesn't, so people don't take us seriously. No, they think and we're, we're easily pickable. Exactly. They're like, oh, this was like your hobby. And, like, you're just, like, capitalizing off of your hobby. It's, like, it's not a hobby for everyone. It is yeah. a career. It is a business. Yeah. It is we're something that we're... Is, um, not comparable. Um, it's not comparable as far as, like, we still have to do work to get to where yeah. we're at. We still have to put in education. We still have yeah. to do a... You have to have hands-on hours. Yeah. And this, Even if you're self-taught over the summer, you still have to put hands-on hours to get particular haircuts. Yeah, and that should all be done in a very professional manner, in my opinion. In a safe manner, too. Yeah. We need to change our industry. And we've talked about this before. We're still talking about it. It's still... And because it's still a problem. And schooling... Why people go through self-teaching is because schooling is not accessible not always yeah well it's just not because a lot of schools are on the east coast so that leaves the west coast kind of empty and so and but i think the west coast is getting a school if i saw but the last time i saw it was like still in the works but i'm not sure but that's still one school where i believe you have two schools on the east coast and maybe midwest so it's like even if you go to a regular college and let's say you're going for something a little bit more advanced there should still be safety handling um 
that is, you know, part of a curriculum, but it's not. It's not. Like, you can get away with no, starting. No, I believe, so, like, safety is part of Nash's schooling. And I'm saying in, like, ABC. a regular, like, let's say you go to community college, like, Clark County Community College. Uh-huh. And they may have biology, like, when you go to pre-degree um, classes and stuff like that, there's no... Like, let's say you want to become a vet or a vet tech or any of that stuff. And you don't want to go to a trade school. Let's say you want to go to a typical college. I'm pretty sure they still have safety part of that curriculum. You have to. But it's not hands-on. Oh, well. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, if you were to Not necessarily. I believe you have to still do, quote-unquote, I'm just going to use the term labs. Because that's what I'm used to with Harvey. Yes. They still have to put in hours at a facility. Yeah. And that's, so that's hands-on training. But that is in medical field. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, if you were to do veterinary medicine or if you were to do animal husbandry. Or if, let's say, mm-hmm. they start putting classes provided for you for to, like, let's say you wanted to go further um, or you wanted to be a dog groomer. So, let's, or a bather or something like that. We make more than minimum wage. There should be some form of education going along with us. Trade schools that offer multiple trades should offer, like, if they're going to do, like, there was ABC College, right? Mm -hmm. And ABC did grooming and vet tech, and it's all, like, the prerequisites. You're not getting a degree. You're doing technical work. And community college still does, like, pre-degree work. Yeah. They should be able to offer that. And I'm just saying no community college offers that that I'm aware of right now where it's like you can do animal husbandry or animal handling and safety and you can do hands-on things. So, like, you still have to go to a trade school for that. Yeah, it's all through the associations and it's through uh, smaller uh, companies that people don't realize they exist a lot of times and sometimes they don't d- exist where you're at so like yeah we don't have a technical college out here for just grooming yeah or we don't have the program for grooming in the vet tech technical college that we have out here yeah i was watching um this gentleman popped up on my tiktok for you page uh-huh. it was alive, and so i watched and, like, I believe he was self-taught, and which is fine. His grooms weren't actually that bad. Um, he needs a little bit of help with prep work, and I think his grooms would kind of be there. Um, and But his handling was pretty good. He was, like, super gentle with the dogs. But what I liked is he's actually going through the routes of getting everything. He's working on his certifications. Mm-hmm. And, like, he made a TikTok of all of the certs that he has now and so it's like yes if you're gonna go the self-taught route he's doing it right in my opinion because he is going through teaching revenues that you know have hands-on options yeah you know when you go through your testing and Mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah so i'm like okay like he's utilizing what he has at hand but a lot of people don't yeah. And so that's what's upsetting. And so he's doing it right. I'll I give him that. You know, and he's he's open to critiques. I almost messaged him, but then I was like, nah, I didn't. I didn't follow him. I don't follow a lot of groomers on TikTok. That's all I follow. 
I need an outlet where I'm not in the industry. And so that's kind of TikTok for me. Because <laughs> Facebook is just all about grooming. And so I need like a space where it's not grooming. And so I very rarely see grooming stuff on my TikTok. I see grooming and I see all my other stuff too. So mm-hmm. I still have... And the same thing with my YouTube. My YouTube is all political. Um, so I have my political things on YouTube. And yeah. then Facebook, I'm Not never really on. Instagram is all clothes. I don't have a personal Instagram, so it's all grooming. I have a personal and grooming Instagram. So one's all grooming and one's clothes and like music and stuff like that. Yeah. Like stuff I like. So by the way, I got scammed off of TikTok. <laughs> and I am a sucker for ads. You know, like at three in the morning, like oh, a I lot of us are. Ads. I don't okay. I scroll by, but no, it's just this particular ad because I was like, I'm losing my hair. I want a wig, so I bought wigs off of TikTok. I have never been let down by Instagram. When I buy stuff off Instagram, like I pick, click on an ad, I click on the website. I have never been let down. My shoes, my cute shoes, my clothes, my favorite beauty brands. I found them all on Instagram. Uh-huh. Guys, never been let down on Instagram. <laughs> TikTok has let... I've never bought anything off of TikTok. And it's a, I don't buy anything off of Facebook either. Because Facebook is like super scammy all the time. So I've always had good luck with Facebook stuff. Facebook is what gets me. But like I always vet them. And I keep... I takes me months to buy off of Facebook because I want to make sure that I'm not being scammed. Like, my baby stuff that I use for their bodies yeah. is Tubby Todd, and I saw it on Facebook. And so I like reading the comments and reading all this stuff, and I'll look at the website at least ten times yeah. before I buy anything. And I love that stuff. And it got a good rating on Yuka, so. Yeah. I've never bought anything off of Facebook, only Instagram. Mm-hmm. And just because the algorithm speaks to me on Instagram a little bit more. Yeah. Well, and I you're... thought TikTok was like, you know, doing me solid, like sending <laughs> no, me the right TikTok stuff. TikTok did you dirty. Fucking dirty. That last one made you look like your mother. First of all, they were all supposed to be real human hair wigs, lace fronts. And there was not one inch of lace or even a centimeter of lace. No, and they all have bangs. And I'm like, the fuck i have a big ass head and they're like plastic they're synthetic they're not even good synthetic wigs no they look like halloween wigs they are halloween wigs and they're saying oh so i got scammed like hella scammed they're like okay well you can get a full refund but you have to pay back the shipping and stuff like that (gasps) no and i was like that's and they're like because it's international shipping and i'm like oh what i want my real refund and then they're like okay well we'll give you a 10 percent refund and i'm like no this is a scam this is illegal illegal it's you're not illegal to get scammed it is fuck you so yeah anyway that's funny but yeah so it was just interesting to see like i just kind of like i said i felt for him but then didn't feel for him that's the thing though is like when you're a problem in our industry mm-hmm. and he he didn't do enough research to know that he was the problem and so there's that like yeah no i feel a little bit bad for you but then you're still a problem, a problem. exactly and so if you implode i will be happier my friends will be happier well the industry will be be better off exactly and so that's we just like, need to treat our, our industry with respect and evolve we're not evolving well there's a lot of things stopping us from evolving yeah. i can tell 
a lot of us are there like mentally and physically like we're exhausted to the point like things need to move forward yeah and it's just like the people in power are not moving fast enough and we're just very gentle creatures and we don't want to kill people so like i think they're not understanding the line that we tell when it comes to our sanity yeah and we can do they want us to come together we come together and then what yeah what do you you keep hearing us you keep hearing we have this industry it is a so who are you trying to have hear us well, obviously, you have to work with local lawmakers. You can't work with local lawmakers yeah. as an individual without any sort of power or monetary yeah. power. So you have to have that. But I don't think anybody's really making any noise. We Everybody's making noise. Nobody wants it. Everybody has... Are you talking about in general? Like, in general. like Oh, overall. I'm just talking about grooming. No, no. Like, we're we, not really making noise to our no, lawmakers. we're not making noise to our lawmakers. And there's people who are There's just, other people who are, though. Yeah, and they're kind of like, it's almost like an opportunity for the lawmakers to actually listen to somebody who is just making an annoying complaint about something. And they're like, we need change. And it's like, okay, but they're not making the right changes. No, because they're not groomers. Yeah, it's a fucking photo op. So, um, yeah, no, eventually we'll get there. We're still working on it. Like, Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, the other one is a little bit more predatory. <laughs> also, so, I think just, like, the message that we want is be careful of meeting your idols and then... Just be careful of the relationship, you know? There was a situation where someone was Azizing, because <laughs> that's really what it is. Um, what's his last name? Aziz? I don't know. It's Aziz. I'm sorry. You don't know who Aziz is? I know who Aziz is, oh. but it's Aziz. I'm sorry. Oh, is that was that his hashtag? No, I. that's just his... I don't know what his last name is, but that's just like his comedy, Aziz. I'm sorry. Oh, when he came was coming out of it. No, I don't remember when. Okay, so what we're trying to get at, guys, is that Aziz is a comedian, right? Yeah. And he he was in Parks and Rec. He went out on a date with somebody. No, he. It wasn't just a date. It was multiple women. Well, I know, out. but it came to light because he went on a date on a person mm-hmm. with a person, and he he's using his status. He was using his status. Got really, really creepy. Um, everything was from what the person said. The first person that came out said everything was consensual, but very awkward. Yeah, and he wasn't reading the awkwardness, and he was pushing a little too hard and so even though nothing was illegal or nothing came out as far as like um he wasn't flashing his dick he wasn't like what what cj was doing was it cj no it wasn't another comedian who was like using his status but to the extreme yeah he was like flashing and masturbating and like doing all of these gross things to women like he was pushing the boundaries but not reading the reading the he situation was just very um and so the person walked away uncomfortable yeah really pissed off like like he's like i'm aziz don't you know who i am like so have sex with me so don't actually idolize anybody no you can appreciate somebody's professionalism 
And then at the same token, like, if somebody's coming at you, or don't be friends with, it's, it's, this is such a really hard line to tell. It really is. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because I think you can, I think you should be able to be friends with the people that you, um, not, I don't want to say idolize because idolizing, I, I don't, don't believe in idolization. I don't believe in idolizing anyone. Okay. But you don't, and I don't necessarily either, but there are some people who do idolize and like, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but if you don't want to ruin like a vision of what you think, because they're never, they're not going to be the people that you think they are. Mm, yeah. Then don't meet your idols. Um, and at the same time, if somebody's coming to you for like professional advice or in a professional manner, do everything in your power. Not to cross that line. Oh, the flirting line. Don't cross the flirting line. Don't cross it. Yeah. Because you're an asshole if you do. And then if somebody's like, no, no, thank you. Don't come at them like an asshole. Yeah, don't get aggressive. And be defensive. And they always do that. They always do that. Yeah. So. And it's not even just men. I think, you know, like... Because it was a, a man who did these things. We're not going to name names. Um, but there was some pretty pretty crazy accusations. <laughs> and as it was like floating around that it was like three or two to three different people before yeah. the person was actually called out. Yeah. Right? And... Yeah. So that's kind of going into the whole... And it's being handled. Someone finally stepped up and was like, I'll... You know, because they had the same um, sponsors and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I'll see what I can do. Because honestly, if you're going to be like that, you shouldn't be in a place of status. It's 2022. If sexual harassment is happening, it should be taken care of. And should be knocked down. Like, when I was working at PetSmart, I think I've talked about this before. There was a sexual harassment case that I had... um, brought to the attention of HR that was happening to me with our, um... He was our general manager. Yeah, our manager. That's what I was looking for. Sorry, my brain. Um, was our manager, our main manager. And so nothing really happened. This is at PetSmart, by the way, guys. Yeah, this is at PetSmart. And nothing really happened. Like, we just had a talk. I talked to HR. HR talked to him. And they called me back. And we're like, okay, this is what we're doing. Is this good enough for you? And if it's not, then you are going to be removed from the store. And you can go work somewhere else. Like, at a different location. And it's like, how is that fair? Like, he should be removed. And I basically said that. I was like, well, I don't feel comfortable working with him. Like, he's telling me. He's thought about me at home. He stares at my ass. And, like... There, okay, let me just say, I my husband's a predator. I'm a predator. And we're, we're kind of like okay with towing those lines with some people. If it's done in a fun way and, like, you're not creepy about it and it's just, like, jokes, but you know that, like, nothing will happen, like, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm cool. I've had some pretty fucked up shit said to me, and I just laugh it off. Yeah, but you're personally okay with it. Yes, I'm does it, personally. Doesn't make it right, No, no, no. That's not overall. what I'm saying yeah. at all. Like, <laughs> I'm, that's my point, is, like, I'm okay with that. But this gentleman, it was, like, very icky. And then he physically touched me. And, like, that crosses a line. So, 
Like, I do have my own lines, but my lines are a lot blurrier than some people. And so when I was reading these comments, and it was really upsetting because there were other people being like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And it's like, I don't, me personally, I didn't think the transaction probably was that big of a deal. But to her, it was. And we have to remember that there are people who take sexual advancements differently. Yeah. And that is okay. And there's also people who take rejection differently. Yes. And apparently... That can be kind of scary sometimes, too. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes when people get rejected, they get very... They get aggressive. Not necessarily physically aggressive, but they can be aggressive with their words. And I don't know if that necessarily happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if it did. But um, we have to take these seriously. And I'm really glad she brought things to light because we don't hear too much about sexual harassment in our industry i do remember recalling one incident where someone slept with someone at a convention and it kind of blew up a little bit because the person was upset that it happened and it came to light and so wait but it was like somebody slept with somebody at a convention but it was consensual Mm-hmm. And then... I think they were married. Oh, so, like, they cheated on a spouse. I think so. This was years ago. Yeah. This was, like, years, years ago, so I'm trying to remember. But I just remember there was some upset people that were involved. And it's like, we don't hear about, you know, sexual also, harassment too much in our industry. Because you also don't want to. Like, we're weird people, and, like... Some of us toe the line more than others. And a lot of times when we go to these conventions or meetups, you know, it's kind of like you're a different person and you can take advantage of that. And then you regret it later. And then you regret it later. You <laughs> and know? there's nothing necessarily wrong with regret. Don't get me wrong. I've had some regrets on who I've slept with. But, but that's the thing, though, is like it can, come, it can come back and haunt you. It can come, it can come back to you because it was something, it was a decision that you made. Yes. So if you're making these decisions, if you're trying to be a different person, you could, there's repercussions to everything. You yeah. know what I mean? And so if you are solely thinking and treating your profession as in a professional manner all the time, when you're doing these conventions or yeah. when you're doing these shows or when you're in that position, you can't mess up and sexually harass somebody no. because you're not. And you can't just use your status. You can't. Like, come on now. Like, like I get, okay, I'm going to be honest here. I get the temptations because, like I said, I am a little bit of a predator. For so, sure. So, like, I get the temptation of being like, hey, well... Let's go for a drink. I have a podcast, and, like, you want to hang out? <laughs> I've never done this. Let me just be clear. I haven't done this, and I will not do it. But, but your I, ego's not that big. No, it's not. I'm still humble. But, like, I get the appeal. I, I can definitely see the appeal of someone being like, hey... How do you like my uh, class that I put on? Was it really, did you really, like, did you really enjoy it? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Or having the person you eye locking and you're like, oh, I know what that eye lock means. And like, it's an instant 
now there's a little bit of closeness while he's helping you with your demo or there's like that all sounds really hot to me right and this is really bad (laughs) examples of like (laughs) like it sounds fun and it sounds tempting and it's really nice when someone's giving you that attention and i thrive off of that kind of attention Mm -hmm. and like but not everybody else does not everybody else does and that is okay and so i think if someone is doing those things those advancements and you're kind of like I like it, but I don't know. Then you should cut it off right then and there. Just be like, oh, I think you read it wrong. My eye lock was just because I was paying attention. You know, like yeah. immediately cut it off. Because then if they continue, then that's predatory. Yeah. Because I will read an eye lock. Like if I see someone at the grocery store and we just accidentally eye lock, I'm like, oh, they want to fuck me. Like it's great. <laughs> <laughs> like I would never fuck that person and I'm not even thinking about like having sex with them I'm just like oh they want to have sex with me and like cause I have to have like everybody's like sexual approval <laughs> and like my husband knows this it was so funny cause I did tell him cause after I got pregnant like your body is just like changed completely and I was like I have to have like everyone's sexual approval like when I walk into a room I need to have all eyes on me, and, like, I want to be the sexual main attraction, and, like, that, like, thrives me, and he was like, what the fuck, like, he actually got a little upset, like, I don't want people wanting to fuck you, but, like, he does want people to fuck me, but, like, we're not really gonna fuck, I'm like, I don't want to fuck these people, I just want them to think they can, you know what I mean, like, I don't, I'm not attracted to these people, I want them to be attracted to me. Like, I'm going to go home and, like, have sex with you. Like, that's what's going to happen. Because I've got all this sexual energy from, like, the entire room. I'm a succubus. (laughs) That's what it is. Sounds like an attention horror. Oh. Too. 100%. But I like to be in the corner of a room. So I like to just be, like, noticed. Because I'm not too extroverted that way. Depends on who's coming out that night. Is it drunk Vanessa or is it sober Vanessa? There's two different personalities. I mean, there's not really. (laughs) (laughs) There is, there is. But my point is, is you just have to tell people, and this is coming like from a predator, you have to confront the predator and be like, this is not what my intentions were. I just want... You don't have to forgive the predator either. No, 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 no. No. But no. you just have to not talk to them anymore. Yeah. Block. But I think he was going into people's DMs himself unwarranted and then like creating safe space. And he should know better. And that's the thing. You yeah. can't you cannot use your status no to get places, right? You can't do that. Mm. All right. Mm. You got to stop predator. <laughs> And then, and then, and then. We can't, okay, never mind. I mean, we predatorized a predator to get in. Okay, so like, (laughs) again, we are, we're from Vegas, okay? Yeah. Vanessa has, if you've ever met Vanessa, she is that energy, that sexual energy all the time. It never turns off. She likes that attention. She craves that attention. You can see her aura, like, when she says she's a succubus, she's a succubus. And I have just always been around people like that. I've always been involved and around things that maybe I shouldn't have at a young age. So, like, I'm completely desensitized to certain things. So, when it comes to 
being around people who have predatory behavior, when it comes to talking with people who have predatory behavior, the inappropriate things that they would say does not offend me. Does not offend Vanessa because that is just the lifestyle we've been around, the attention that one craves, you know, and again, Vanessa is a predator married to a predator. (laughs) So like, but at the same time, there's always going to be consequences to anyone's actions, regardless of who is doing it. So do you want to start flirting in a professional field? Because then you open up that, you know, well of problems that may or may not arise. You can be as confident in your game as you think you are, but that doesn't mean that other person appreciates your game. So that means that if you are in a professional setting and you're meeting people in a professional setting, keep it 100% professional. Yeah, that would be my recommendation. you decide to take each other out of a professional setting and you're still thinking that it is all professionalism you need to kind of understand that you're not in a professional field anymore and people are different yeah and again i'm not saying like this person was coming out of a professional field 100 that dude probably went into somebody's dms met them in a professional area decided they he thought that that person was attractive try to shoot his shot and that person was like fuck no and then he probably got like hella pissed off and was like this never happened (laughs) it's like no you're you're not building a relationship and then taking out the professionalism for you to start towing those lines that takes time and we need to realize like things don't happen overnight even if you want to get your dick sucked overnight like yeah there's something like of a fantasy so like when you're at a convention or you're at a um, seminar you're a different person yeah you're literally you're in a different situation you're away from home you're like like, like meeting what mischief can we get into well and you're just meeting people that we would consider a power and so like there's kind of like this energy and i love that energy but there is an energy and if you're not prepared for that energy it can be get very your hot the hot the water can start boiling very quickly because it's just like a heightened energy and so advancements have to be quick and a little aggressive and if you're not ready for that then it's just very scary and it doesn't make it appropriate it doesn't no so like all it like so like i think we need to start taking that out of mm -hmm. like the whole you guys have to if you're going some you guys have to realize it's still a professional setting. Yeah. Even if you're not in your salon, even if you're around different people, it's still a professional setting. And there's technology out there now for quick Mm -hmm. hookups. There's prostitutes for quick dick suckings. You need to start realizing you are not above those things and realize that the people in power... The smartest mm-hmm. people that we claim are the smartest people in the world. That's all they use is prostitutes and hookups. And they don't do it in a professional setting because then they get caught and then they get, you yeah. know, court. Or they're just conning poor unsuspecting people. Because it can happen to men too. I know we're talking more in a feminine experience because 
where women and it can happen to women too but we're just talking about this one particular yeah but i just want to make yeah. sure that but, yeah any male listeners we understand that it can happen to you yeah. also women are just as predatory as men it's just not as talked about as much and we so, can toe that line a lot easier than you can sometimes mm-hmm. in certain settings yeah like, but you can be you can be sexually harassed but yes we are just talking from a femme experience Uh, Because that's, you know, what was... Reflecting from this particular experience. So, So. you guys might have to just keep the fantasy books in the fantasy. Sorry, Vanessa. (laughs) Oh, no. Like... Yeah, no, I won't... I don't do any of that stuff. I know... Like, yes, I... I hope you don't think that, like, when we're using the word predatory, that, like, I just go out and, like sniff them out prey on emotionally vulnerable people like no 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 no. that's not what it is but like if any if i know that there is a chance i like jump on that chance um especially if it's women because that's what i'm allowed um i have a semi polyistic relationship i know we've talked about this before so like I can hook up with women. I can have relation, like emotional relationships with women. So, like, if I know I have a chance, I try and close that deal. That's where, like, that comes in. Um, and I can close, like, I try to close that deal. And it can, it's a little, you know, okay, yeah. I just make it very known that this is what I'm a very, like, when I am on, like, sexual prowl, prowlessness, it's very direct. And, but I have been like, hey, you know, can you like, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I play it down to like, whatever your needs are, I will match your needs. <laughs> if you want low key, I'll give you low key, but I'll still try and like close the deal. But I don't do that. I would never do that to a listener. Um, okay. Yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> yeah. I just don't, I would never use status or anything like that to get into someone's pants. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Especially nowadays and, yeah. Well, not even especially nowadays for me personally. It's kind of always been that way. Like, I I don't know. Like, I never take advantage of someone. I'm the type of chick that, like, you can leave your drink with me. Like, I'm, when I'm out with friends, I kind of always have the mama bear presence where, like, I will knock a bitch out if I see you even looking at my friend's drinks or looking at my friends in a predatory behavior. I'm, like, oh, I almost got into, like, a fist fight at a club one time because someone wouldn't let me get my friend's ID off the floor. And I didn't even really know this quote-unquote friend. Like, we just met that night. Like, I get into, like, mommy bear behavior. But if someone piques my interest... And I know it's mutual. Mama Bear's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. So, but, you know, when those things happen, those situations happen, if you're not 100% clear, it's, you know. Always there's con- be clear. There's, there's, well, yes, always be clear. But there's also consequences to, even if it was clear at that moment, and then later down the line it's not clear, there's consequences to that. Yeah. So you just have to be aware, like, when I, either take it out all the way, Take out the flirting. Take yeah. out the, you know, the the lines. Take it out completely. Just don't do it at all. Yeah. And until you're in a completely different setting and 
you have to be okay with doing that work and effort. Otherwise, otherwise get yourself a prostitute. You know (laughs) what I mean? I'm all for sex workers. I'm all for sex workers too. But that's my point is that people are just, their ego gets in the way. And like, I think now you're labeled a fucking predator, sexual predator. Mm -hmm. And now you're, you know, you fucked up. You're an idiot. And you are now risking, um, you know, everything. Yeah. And you made so many people uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. these are now, you have victims. Yeah. Victims of your behavior. Like, yeah. so you're now a problem. And when, you know, yeah. a problem's gone. Yeah. There's no, I'm sorry, there's no, there's only so much, there's no sympathy. Like, yeah. sorry, bruh. My, I think, um, suggestion would be if okay we'll use like this scenario pretty much if someone that you know that you just met or you idolize slides into your dms you need to be very direct and i know that's really hard for some people and it's not necessarily your responsibility um i they shouldn't be going into your dms no of course not but it happened it does so it happened the situation happened there in your DMs, so now you, in order to protect yourself or to figure out what their intentions are, you need to be direct. So asking, like, okay, yeah, for instance, when that doctor on TikTok um, was in my DMs, I was just pretty much like, well, what is this? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are your intentions here? Yeah, because he was a larger TikToker. Yes. His, none of his words were inappropriate, but no. he was there. He was there. He was so, in my DMs. So being in the DMs, first off. Yes. I didn't DM this doctor for any medical questions. Exactly. I do comment on his stuff a lot because he. And he noticed that. And he noticed and he was in my DMs. Is he appreciating you or is he trying to appreciate you not more than just a fan? Yeah. So, yeah, so I was very direct and was like, well, what's going on here? Like, he's like, well, because I called him out. I was like, this is a private account. How do I, one, know it's you? And, like, and like, what's up? Like, what is this? And he's yeah. like, well, I just wanted to appreciate my listeners. So I created this private profile mm-hmm. to say thanks. And it's like, mm-hmm. And then, so I kind of just was, like, sus, like, the whole time. And then he was like, well, have you seen you know, these videos or whatever that he, like, puts on for Mm -hmm. education purposes. And I was like, no. And then I never heard from him again. So it was probably... He's probably testing the waters. But my point is being direct and questioning their intentions. Yeah. Because if their intentions are impure, they'll most likely leave you alone. And then you don't have to go through dealing with the... Harassment part. Yeah. The icky part. Which, again, is not necessarily your responsibility. It's just the culture to which DMs are nowadays. Yeah. People slide into your DMs because they want something. Whether it's information from you or it's your booty. So, just be careful. And, like, honestly, if you truly... I Like, man, it's so hard. Like, just... Yeah, just be careful. That's it. Yeah. If you want something, if you want the same things, go for it. If that's what you want, there's nothing wrong with that. Having a notch in your, you know, your bedpost. But if you don't, then be 
you know, and also direct. Be, yeah, and that it's what just, you want. Yeah, same thing. Like if you want to have sex with somebody, I mean, you should know if they want to have sex with you too, at least a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, no, you shouldn't be like having sex unless you have complete consent first. Yeah, of course, exactly. That shouldn't have to be mentioned, but I guess it should be. So, yeah, consent that's, on all levels. That's where I'm starting to get, like, that's where the lines start to get a little bit blurry. It's hard to tow. And it's like, you're not, you know, being so far away from an individual is really hard to kind of, like, build something. And even if you want something quick, it's really hard to just be like, yeah, that's not. Nobody, there's very few people other than somebody, like, in my closest vicinity right now. If somebody came up and said, hey, you know, I got this hotel room. You want to go bang really quick? I would say, depending on the situation, yes or no. And I wouldn't be offended about anything around that. And the same thing goes, I know for a fact, with fucking Vanessa. (laughs) If they're like, yeah, you know, it seems like a good time. Do you want to go fool around you know and i just be like no i'm married I, we just it's all like talk it's yeah <laughs> it's it's yes or no yeah but, but it was a very direct statement and it was a very direct answer those are uncomfortable but those are necessary right yeah. otherwise get a fucking prostitute yeah male or female guys they yeah. come in all shapes and sizes because then all you're doing is when you're bouncing around from chick to chick trying to figure out who's gonna fuck you or not you're just creating uncomfortableness for certain people. So just keep your trap shut. Yeah. It's either nothing or yeah. get in trouble. Or just go jerk off or in a in your hotel room. <laughs> yeah. I think the culture needs to change around those things. Like I one hundred percent agree with quick unemotional relations between two consenting adults. Yeah. But those are extremely hard to do in very short, quick settings. And that's where, like, being 100% direct, I think. It's really hard to fight. Because even if if this person was like, hey, I find you attractive. This is the kind of person I am. Uh, I find you attractive. If, If somebody came out and said, I find you attractive, would you be interested in, like, a quick hookup? Right? Yeah. And if they're like, yeah or no. Then if they say no, drop it, leave it alone. Thank you for your time. You can't, that can't fight. You put that out on the internet. You still did nothing wrong. No, you were kind of, it was a respectful try. Like if there's flirting back and forth, you're flirting, right? And like it's consensual flirting. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, like we're only here for a short amount of time. Would you like the key to my hotel room and maybe we can rendezvous later i don't think those words are disrespectful not but you also have to be okay with that being out there if you're sliding into somebody's dm yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with someone male or female trying to shoot their shot Mm -hmm. i think it's just in a manner of which you do so there's a difference between being like hey you want to hook up later to hey you want to get fucked by my hard dick later yeah okay that's aggressive that's predatory no bro i just took a class from you exactly you know we're not saying anybody said these words we're using this as an example yeah um and so there's that difference there's two different lines one is just shooting your shot and being respectful about it and the other one is aggressive and can be nerve-wracking for some people yeah and so 
You got everybody has to you, you know you have to leave that fantasy world sometimes. Yes, it is very sexy in those books where you find an aggressive male that just kind of comes out of nowhere yeah. and touches you all over, and then somehow gets you off, and then you guys have like a passionate night of like dirty bruise bruise worthy sex. Those are fantasies in real life. That looks like rape, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. and that depends is, on the person. But yes, but that's to my the point. average person. It, to the average person, those fantasies and books are just fucking fantasies, and like these men think that they can fulfill. You're not Fabio from these books. You're not no. going to fulfill someone's fantasy by being that person. No. Those fantasies all need to be talked about, and has a relationship has yeah. to be built around it. You have to be okay with that kind of time. Yeah. So just be. You know, that's keep, why the kink community has so many rules. The kink community also has a lot of problems that they're still figuring out as they Yes, get. but they do have a lot of rules. Either community has a lot of problems, but yeah. what's different is in if you're in a good kink community, if you have a problem person, they're immediately removed and from the, that community. But that's the kink community. And maybe the kink community that's what I'm saying, shouldn't like, be in the dog grooming community without... It kind of like goes together. Well, yeah, because we're <laughs> weird people. But yeah. it's like it has to be 100% consensual. It has yeah. to be... And I'm sorry, it has to be exclusive. Because like, you know... It just... You need to just talk. Yeah. And... We live in such a um, a culture that, like, you don't talk about sex. So there are a lot of people who don't have the tools to do so. Yeah. Which causes problems like this. Because yeah. men think that they need, to, that it's okay to be so advancing. And it's not. And then women are taught to just go along with it, even if it causes you traumas. And it's like, no. Mm-hmm. You need to be direct. You need to have open communications. If anybody is going to be having sex with anyone, you need to have a conversation before clothes are off. Or, like, hey, um, you know, you know, uh, Pet World and uh, Barkley and all of them, set up your own little dating app. <laughs> it makes sense. Like, if you're going to have a convention, have a little app on the convention. Have a hookup app. Have a hookup app. I mean, oh my God. Th- doesn't that make more sense? <laughs> doesn't it make sense? after 21 and only. Yeah. Like, That's you have funny. these meetups for communication. Yeah. You know, those meetups aren't for marketing, communication. It's not for mark. It's not it. Yeah. It is for people to get drunk, party, and make <laughs> bad decisions. And that is that is just creating bad culture. So, like, yeah. if you're doing these conventions, if you're doing these tours, doing these classes, have your professional app and then just have, like, a little sneaky link. Sneaky link. <laughs> you know? Yeah. App. Like, hey, these are the people in your industry that are looking for quick hookups. Yeah. Sounds... Sounds fun. You know you're going into that completely aware of what the outcome may be. Yeah. I dig it. So, anyways. um, (laughs) We don't have any stories. We had a comment. But we had a question about tacos. And so, I sent an email to... um, I'm so sorry, but I don't know how to pronounce your name. Um... I I don't want to even butcher it to be, you know. Um, but you're from Australia, which fucking awesome. 
Um, I sent you two recipes of my favorite tacos. Um, one's carnitas and the other is um, carne asada. And so for the carnitas, I like to switch it up less. Por I like it more with Mexican flavors for the carnitas. It is. Um, no, it's that one's more Puerto Rican because it's just the citrus. I had chipotle. No, well, with adobo. I just wanted to send a recipe just so that they could get started. You could literally change it up however you want. But those are just two recipes to get started. Um, and then, yeah, so, so enjoy. The Let me know. Yeah, the carnitas, I like using shoulder. And then um, I do the orange juice, um, the stock a little bit, lime juice. And then I get the canned adobo chilies, or canned uh, 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 chipotle chilies in adobo sauce. And then I, I uh, mix that all with the juices. And then I marinate that. And then um, slow roast my carnitas in like a crock pot. And then I broil it. So it has that crunchy yeah, crust. You have to, you have to do something to create a crunchy crust. Yeah, it's almost like you you cook it twice. So like if you're doing like a grill, yeah, you just you just put it in a crock pot or a slow cooker. Uh, Mine's like, an instapot. You can do instapot, and so and mine has a, a air fryer on it too. Yeah, so I could do it all in one pot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just let well, me know if you try those. Same thing with the. Oh, my carne asada goes on the barbecue only. I like carne asada on the barbecue uh, because it's like a hard meat anyway. Yeah, and it cooks um, like so quickly because mm -hmm. it's a very thin meat. Yeah, and then sometimes I do pineapple juice for my carnitas too. Because pineapple juice, like in the quick pinch, is, it's, uh breaks down the meat faster than it's the... It's a tenderizer. Yeah, it's faster than the... Um, orange. Orange juice. What do you use for white people tacos? Oh, I put that in there. Um, I honestly... Just either get, um, whatchamacallit, I either get this, I don't buy the packets from the grocery store. I used to, you can just make it yourself. I make it myself when it's cheaper and I honestly have all the spices in my pantry. Or I get um, from a local tea and spice store. They mm -hmm. make all their spices in-house. Um, so there's no extra fillers. It's pretty much just what I make mm -hmm. now, but I just buy it sometimes because I feel lazy. Um, and yeah, so I just Google quick taco seasoning and make it and add like one fourth cup water and let it cook down yeah. and that's it. Yeah. With base, ground beef. Yeah. But the you base can use is, anything. Yeah. But the base for all taco seasoning is cumin. Yeah, pretty much. And chili powder. Yeah, cumin, chili powder. I do cumin, chili powder, paprika. I do white pepper. I like white pepper. I'm too lazy to buy it. I just use black. Whatever. It's I do cumin, paprika, a little bit of turmeric, chili powder to however spicy you wanted to use. Um, chili powder on its own is not very spicy. You have to like fry it to make it spicy. But like regular chili powder is not that spicy. There's just so many different recipes. I would just Google it, and whatever one is the first one that pops with, it's most likely fine. Yeah, and that's for white people tacos. For the ground beef, and then you mix the sour cream, cheese, and lettuce. Um, that's for the that's white people tacos. You mix it in? No, like oh. when you make your taco. Oh it's yeah, I'm like, lettuce, what? tomato. Um, but you were complaining that your taco, your tortillas were falling apart, and you can 
to make the tortilla not fall apart, you gotta cook it. You got to not put it in the microwave. You have to cook it on the stove, get a little bit of black ends, and then black ends. Yeah. Oh, like when you when you're on the fire stove. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can do it on just like a pan too. You just gotta cook the tortilla. No, 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 no. You gotta cook it on the flame. Well, what if they don't have? Then I don't know what gas. to tell them. You can do it on a pan too. It doesn't come out the same. It count. It's yes, it does. I mean, it well, it's different, but it's it's the texture of the tortilla is a little bit more intact. You gotta cook your tortillas. Well, yeah, some people will do it in the microwave, and you can't do it in the microwave. That is a completely different way, and that will cause your tortillas to fall apart. I've done it in the microwave. I just do it the Martha Stewart me- method. Don't do it in the microwave. I do it in the microwave. Okay, so Vanessa grew up in a very white household, and I grew up in a little bit more Hispanic household. <laughs> Who are you going to believe? I ha- I'm Mexican, too. Yes, just but in a you pinch. live with your mom. And first of all, <laughs> I got, and she learned how to make tacos for my grandma. And just cook it on the stove. It's the best. That's how we do it. But Martha Stewart, when I was in my 20s. I'm sorry. Is Martha Stewart white? She is. And I'm talking about white people tacos. Okay. But when your tortillas are falling apart, Why it doesn't do you need matter. To have it? Oh, so like it's so inauthentic and you can't have it inauthentic in the microwave too? No, because your tortillas fall apart when you do it in the microwave. There's no way of getting around your tortillas. You have to do it on the stove. There has to be like a pinch of authenticity. And you gotta do it on the stove. If you do it in the microwave, your tortillas will literally fall apart. No. Yes. No. It doesn't matter if you wrap your tortillas in a damp cloth. That's what I do. They fall apart. No, you just gotta cook the tortilla. I usually do it on the stove or if I have like a flat pan. I'll do that. Cause I kinda like my tortillas a little bit fried too sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I do, too. For the white tortillas, I'll fill a pan with oil, and I fry my tortillas into a taco shape. I don't do crunchy tacos. I do crunchy tacos, because that's the white people way. Yeah. But if you want soft taco, it has to be on the stove, or you have to And you got to flip it with your fingers. I did put that in there. Did you really? I did. You're going to have somebody burn down their house. How so? Unless they're throwing the taco with literal flames on them. Your husband didn't throw like a flaming piece of (laughs) tissue paper. (laughs) All right. Your very, very white husband just threw. And I told him he can never do that again because he's white. Well, what if somebody's tortilla catches on fire and they don't know how to just like flap it out and then flip it over really quick. So that's on them. Are they going to sue me? From. (laughs) wherever yeah all right guys well we need more stories so send us stories let us know how your spring season's going whose taco or whose tortilla way is the best way i'd love to see all those emails (laughs) i like it on a comal you just heat it up on a comal just flat iron yeah it that's when you're like when you're reheating the tortilla, though, it has to be on the flame. When you're cooking it from scratch, yes, you have to put it on a flat surface. Just cook your tortillas, guys. There's a specific way. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are out till next time. Send us your stories at groomerhumor at gmail.com 
or you can go on to Facebook and our website link is there and you can fill out, um, send us your story from there. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Shit on the Table. Tell your friends to listen to us at Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. We're also now on Amazon, so um, listen to us there. <laughs>